G'day community and welcome to the Jock Reynolds Supercoach Podcast. I'm Lek Dog and I'm joined by Patch. Patch, how are you? Ah, what do we do, Lek? What do we do? We finished the Marsh series and I have more questions than I had when the Marsh series started. And I have zero answers. Wait. Ah. Ah. How are you? Patch, I'm well and we're going to do what we do every week. I'm going to talk. I don't have any notes. All I have is scores and opinions. I can hear you with pages of paper and that comforts me somewhat. It's time to talk final teams. Almost. Because the preseason's done. All the players have played. It's all up in the air and I've got a lot of thoughts, but there's one I need to get off my chest first, and it's it's the Max Gorn situation. Before we do, Telebeats, excellent, love it, keep going, you wonderful, beautiful soul. Max Gorn, also, keep doing the thing, you wonderful, beautiful soul, stay in my side, anyone who's not picking Max Gorn is an idiot. There, I said it. Patch, I've been painted on the internet as someone... Who is anti-Gorn? Now, I don't know where such such a, a, an attitude could have formed. Maybe, maybe it's my angry tweets when I've had a couple of beers. Maybe it's my write-up where I specifically say I'm anti-Max Gorn. But let me, let me say this. Let me just clarify this, community, because I think seem to have become some sort of spearhead for the Sam Naismith movement. Um, and while it's true... I don't have Max Gorn in my Supercoach team at present. I have always maintained, and I will always maintain, and I have said it multiple times on the podcast, I have a Max Gorn team and a non-Max Gorn team. It's boring to share the Max Gorn team. All of the teams are the Max Gorn team. I'm guiding this community as a leader of the Supercoach community, as a self-proclaimed expert, to consider alternatives Sam Naismith is one of those alternatives. I just wanted to get that out, Patch. We can go into the teams, we can talk about the scores, we can review every bloody game now. I just wanted to get it out there that I do have a Max Gorn team and a non-Max Gorn team. That's never changed. That's good. I mean, there is some solace in that, but there is also still the confusion as to why you have a non-Max Gorn team. I know, sure, maybe it's interesting, but is is losing at Supercoach interesting to you, Dog? Talk, talk me through what situation you wouldn't have Max Gorn in. Oh, this situation where I don't want to be boring, Patch. We're an entertainment podcast. People, I know people like to bag me because my rank's often not good, but guess what? The people are bloody listen, listening. The people are bloody clicking, Patch, and you know why? It's because I bring it an alternative take. We've got you and we've got Damo to be the high-ranking experts who know what they're talking about. I'm the wildcard, baby. I like to throw things at you like, oh, select Taylor Walker. Like, bang! Don't select Max Gorn. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to provide alternative points of view. And I'm going to continue to do that patch. And you know what? I always try and play it by the book. My final team's always pretty much a cookie-cutter team. Maybe I'm done. Maybe this year's the year I go wild. I've never done uh, mid-price madness. Maybe this is the year. I've never bloody done it. I'm a guns and rookies truther. Maybe I'm changing for you, community. Mm. Well, funny you mentioned mid-price madness because suddenly this week all the rookies have disappeared. They had dropped off team sheets. They gone, disappeared, dead. Maybe who knows? Are they getting the Charlie Dixon treatment? Hopefully they come back alive. But we had the likes of Will Gould disappear. Isaac Rankin didn't play because he has an injury. Other players didn't play who I don't have because I forgot to put them down in my notes. But all of the Stephen Hill is now injured. Um, shocker sh- shocking that but, might be yeah. a blessing in disguise that one 
Possibly, but the amount of rookies that have cycled out of my team in the last week is kind of shocking, and I haven't really had anyone to put back in aside from sort of placeholders. Of oh, Jared Brand is going to play, right? We can pick him, yeah. Um, I know we sort of have this every year where we're like, oh, there are no rookies, and then suddenly they turn up. What if they don't, Lake Dog? We adapt. We adapt, Patch. We're adapters. We adapt. We're gonna we're gonna pick some two hundred K players which are normally no goes. We're gonna pick a couple of three hundred K players which are normally no goes. We're gonna find a way because Patch, at the end of the day you gotta bloody pick someone. I had some people questioning me on Twitter today or yesterday I did a team uh, like a mid round team reveal and people were like you've got placeholder rookies in there. I was like, Yeah, because you've gotta fill the thirty players if you wanna submit a team. <laughs> so like You've got some of them are fillers, yeah. Right, so let, let's have a look at some of these options we're going to have to consider should no rookies come up. Um, well, Patch, uh, do you want to go through? Do you want to just do a quick game by game blow of this round and talk about the ones that have stood up? Because I think I think that's the way to do it. I think that I, keeps it neat. That that will keep it neat. That'll be good. Um, for those who want more in-depth reviews, we've covered each and every single Marsh Series game on the website. Go check them out. They're chock full of fantasy goodness. Um, Staddy Maddie made his debut with words instead of numbers, and it was a sight to behold. Um, yeah, Baron, Damo, Foz, the whole gang has contributed. It's excellent. But we will go through game by game of this weekend, starting with the first game of the weekend, which was... Adelaide v Gold Coast Suns. And the Suns got another win over the Adelaide Crows. Um, Patch, I'm going to go through Adelaide. You can go through Gold Coast. That's how we're going to do it because uh, I'll get too excited talking about the Gold Coast Suns. Yes, yes, um, A few key names stood up for the Crows. Rory Laird never left my side at D, uh, D1, D2. One of them uh, scored 132 super coach points, 33, two disposals. Uh, he's good. High accuracy by foot and by hand. Um, I think he's a solid selection to have in your defensive side. Suspect he'll average 100-plus this year. Uh, I'm just going to run through the names and then, Patch, if there's any you want to double down on, uh, we'll do that. Brody Smith played uh, very well again. 121 super coach points, 34 disposals. Probably not in my reckoning at uh, 480k, but one I'm happy to talk about. The Crouch brothers were named... (laughs) Finally, they've acknowledged this conspiracy. They were oh. both named the same name on the team sheets. You, you, know, uh, you know why? You know why, Lectog? Because they're what? the same person. Finally, you have been recognised. Oh, the cracks are beginning to show in the lizards down at Adelaide. It's just, it's, it was only a matter of time before they slipped up, and they've done it. Other players that uh, didn't play too well, Riley O'Brien, who was in my team for quite a while at R2... Dropped just the 60 super coach points. Got destroyed by a man we'll talk about in a second, I'm sure. Um, but other than that, the only other players worth maybe mentioning, in my opinion, Ben Crocker, 152k, ex-Collingwood player, only pumped out the 56 points. Maybe that's something we have to settle for. Fisher McCasey, 47 super coach points at 184k. I don't love that. Once again, might not have a choice. And I think they're the only guys who really are in that Ben, ben Davis, maybe he's 123k in the forward line, but also does he play? We don't know. Well, yeah, that's the hard one. 43 super coach points from 11 disposals and a goal there. 
I don't love the amount of small forwards in this Adelaide Crows discussion. Um, no. No, no, but no. maybe one of the players, maybe you just have to select them. Is there anyone else from Adelaide that you think's worth talking about, or do we get to talk about the Gold Coast Suns? Um, we can stop talking about Chase Jones for those people that were kind of weirdly interested in Chase Jones. No, stop being interested in Chase Jones as a super coach option. <laughs> um, over Gold Coast, I'm going to ask you to just trigger warning, restrain yourself here. Darcy McPherson scored 127 Supercoach points community, had 16 contested possessions, had 31 touches, kicked one goal, two, five tackles, was playing midfield, midfield no! forward, oh boy, he's locked into my side, you don't, anyone who's seen Let Dog on Twitter, listen to any one of these podcasts will know that he's locked into probably F1 in your side, Lek. Uh, he he's not currently at F one, but we he has been there for the majority of the preseason. <laughs> um, I, neither of us can really fault him as a selection. David Swallow scored points. Will Brody scored points. Probably not going to pick either of them. Hugh Greenwood was kind of you know in that front runner role for the mid pricer after the trade week. Only scored the seventy six. Um, didn't quite have the impact we wanted him to. Um, but Darcy McPherson's here to hold us tight in the long dark night that is the pre-round one build-up, so we can forget Hugh Greenwood. Um, Jeremy Sharp played less than half a game, scored 42. Matt Rowell only had the half a game for 36. Noah Anderson scored 13 from 42% game time, and Connor Buderick scored 37 from just under a half of football. And you'd hope that that's just making sure they don't burn out early in the season. You'd hope that's just player management. The Suns not wanting them to get through it. Do you have any concerns about picking any of them if they're named around one? <laughs> Not if they're named around one. Jez McLennan also only played uh, 31% game time, uh, scored 28 yeah. points. The, uh, it's a worry. I think, you know, obviously Rail's going to play, um, but I think maybe we're going to only get one of these other guys, which significantly reduces the amount of players we have to choose from. Can't help but notice you glossed over the number one ruckman at the Gold Coast, son Zach Smith. Patch, you mm. pumped out a one twenty two two hundred and fifty four thousand dollars. Because everyone is picking Brody Grundy and Max Gorn. Thirty nine hitouts, sixteen disposals. Uh, hasn't he been a delight this preseason? Um, just saying, for a while there, and admittedly, maybe the five dollar beers. Thank you. Shout out to the five dollar beers. Uh, he was my R one at one stage during oh, during the the weekend. Uh, Jared Witt's still like one to two weeks out. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you, interesting. So you get what three weeks out of Zach Smith, and then best case scenario, they play him as a deep forward. Worst case scenario, he's dropped from the team, and suddenly you have a donut at R two, or God forbid, R one. Yeah, he's there's not a no, selection. There's no world in which Zach Smith is a selection. Don't do it, community. Don't. But do we it. do have some fun, don't we? Oh, we have so much fun. And that's why I come back here each and every week with you, Lek Dog. Was there anyone else that I've uh, I glossed over there? Ben Ainsworth. Oh, no, sorry. Zach, Jack Lacocious, rather, um, picked up some interest. He's sort of played that intercepting role across half back. Only scored the 58, but defence and forward eligible for 275k. Roughly scored nearly 80 last week. I think it was 78. Um, not really considering, but a good draft selection if you're, you're poking around at the lower ends of a draft. It's a no from me. If you had him in Dream Team or AFL, AFL Fantasy, I think he'd be quite good at that price, but it's a it's a no from me. Mm. 
Hawthorne and Melbourne. Now, um, you had a, a fun time covering this game. I did. This was a fun one to cover, um, yes, um, and I've got a lot of thoughts about it. <laughs> can you remember any of the thoughts you had on Friday night? This was for those that haven't read Let Dogs and well, and my write up um, of this game. Let Dog was drinking quite a, a large amount of alcohol. Would have shocked the dear Peter Hickenbotham with his lack of professionalism, um, in which he uh, labelled who was it? Was, <laughs> Bailey um, Fritch. Bailey's Fritch as a squarehead. Yeah. And I think Jay Lockhart might have got mentioned as squiggly worm, and even I'm not sure what that one means. Um, but let's talk, let's talk about the players that do, that do matter. Um, I'll go through the Hawks. You could go through the Demons because uh, we're going to have some clashes there, I suspect. Um James Sicily did James Sicily things at 510-ish K. A 95 is solid. I think he's going to continue to be solid uh, this year at a D2 position in people's teams. I don't think he's going to hurt too many people. I don't think he's going to wow too many people. Tom Mitchell, 112. Um, We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I've never doubted his start to the season. I think he's going to start the season really well. My question is around the middle of the season, towards the buys, towards the end of the season, how he goes uh, with the extra load through that leg. But I think he's going to start like a house on fire. Um, still probably not in my contention for selecting. Do you have any thoughts on the titch? Um, I'm in the same boat as you. I Yeah, everything. He's ticked every box he needed to for the start of the preseason. But again, players coming back from broken legs. He's been out for 12 months. It's, you know, there's there's a perfectly realistic chance that he gets through the season scoring a million billion points but it's a risk I'm kind of willing to take another guy I want to just mention and I'm gonna have a build that includes this guy to to look at before the season starts is Jonathan Segler played as the clear number one ruckman again uh his forward ruck swing 417k 101 super coach points from 30 hitouts, 17 disposals i think he's it's just something to float around as that forward ruck swing as a bit of cover um as maybe an f4 option if you're going to go risky in the in the rucks uh one i'm thinking about we'll james Wall. later yeah about yeah those, i think those, i think we will forwards <laughs> um Harry Morrison played. He's mid, like, 280k, 84 points. I don't want to talk about him. James Warple, unfortunately, played himself out of my side. I thought he was really good, except for the fact that he went at 42% disposal efficiency. Or um, So he's out. He's out. I think he's going to be good, but he's out. He hasn't shown me what I needed him to show me. Um, and then, like, we're sort of there was sort of a dearth. None of the rookies we wanted to play played. Uh, Damon Green's we... had, like, two minutes on the field. Yeah, um, which isn't great promising for his uh, for his um, prospects this year. And uh, and GF, GF only played a quarter of footy as well at 200k, 220k. Yeah, so. You've glossed over one little name there that, that was all the rage preseason until everyone remembered that he's awful and should never have been considered by anyone. In, uh, in Chadley Wingard, scored 50. Was well, I, I left him out for your benefit, Patch. I didn't um, want to trigger you. I mean, I appreciate that, but he was rubbish. Absolutely rubbish. I watched for, I don't know, I tuned in for maybe 10 minutes in the second quarter um, before making myself some food, and he missed a handball, uh, missed a tackle, missed a kick, and then had two dinky little, like, half a metre handballs 
to rack up some possession numbers and I could not have been more gratified and <laughs> you know I, I could not have felt more vindicated if he'd fallen over and accidentally just mooned the crowd like it was it was not appealing and no one should be selecting him no and guess what if he comes out and goes 130 130 130 you'll pick him up for 440k so you know it's it's fine don't start him on to melbourne patch you take me through melbourne on to melbourne uh max gorn Played half the game, had a bit of a, a lazy run around for forty percent game time. Uh, scored sixty eight super catch points. Just a, That's not just bad. a lazy, lazy sixty eight points. Hundred um, percent disposal efficient, uh, disposal efficiency. Getting getting very excited over Max Gorn here um, from his seven touches, um, fourteen hit outs. A lot of them would have been to advantage based on that score. He's did Max Gorn things. Um, oh yeah, it's kind of impressive. It's kind of impressive for his first hit out it's of all the right. year, and then do you think the that's bench. pretty good patch? Do you think he's yeah, pretty good? Yeah, I think that's that's rather good. That's exactly what I wanted to see from him. Um, well, let me let me offer you a, a better option. If sixty eight off a half of football for a ruckman's good for you, Luke Jackson scored seventy one off a half of football. Um, he's a much better option if you're talking about uh, points per per price or points at his price. I mean, theoretically, if Max Gorn is going to come off at halftime every game, then maybe we'd look at him. I'm not sure Max Gorn does come off at halftime every game, but Jackson absolutely propelled himself back into the conversation after a, a it was an impressive debut or Marsh debut, um, which just didn't have the super coach relevance. He's shown he can score those points when given the opportunity. So, as Ruck only, you'd be pushing to start him, but. I start him! Be, oh, you're jumping on my on my train. Start, start him at R three. Ah, ah, dog. sorry. <laughs> Please, I'm going under the assumption that the only <laughs> only position up for debate in the ruck line is um, the R three position. Um, but we'll be saying his name a lot in the future. A lot. Um, aside from poor that, Braden Pruce. <laughs> poor Braden Pruce. Oh dear. <laughs> He's oh, the Ricky dear. Henderson of the Melbourne Demons. <laughs> Uh, and the sad thing is, he was the Ricky Henderson of the North Melbourne Football Club before <laughs> he moved to Melbourne for more opportunities. Oh. I'm still scratching my head over that. Um, Clayton Oliver um, only scored the 84, got a bit of a knock halfway through, but was kind of churning the legs over. Nothing to be concerned by there, I think. Um, Angus Brayshaw scored 90, not that you're really going to pick him, but Christian Petrarca, 72. Everyone's now off the hype train. Is, is Have you seen a team with Petrarca in it since that game, Let Dog? No, he's disappeared from quite a few teams. Uh, I haven't checked mine in a while since Friday, but he might not be in mine either. Mm. Um, I can't Ryan. even remember if he was in mine, to be honest with he you. He was for all of a minute, and then you forgot how he got there and got rid of him. But the interesting thing, and one thing that uh, one player that our Fantasy Freako floated as potentially replacing him despite being a midfielder, Jack Viney at 440k has now pumped out a 130 and a... 110, 102 uh, tons in two preseason games and has looked every bit the the Jack Viney of old and at un, severely underpriced. You could think about, I mean, not that anyone's really going to be picking a mid-pricer in the midfield anyway, but if you were, he'd be the one I'd be looking at. What do you think he could average? He can average 105 easily. Because I could still go six deep with him in, as M6. I did toy with it, and we'll we'll discuss it a bit later when we start yeah, talking more about we, the, we can these lack of rookies that, uh, and if we yep. need to go 
drop back a bit in the midfield, um, but he would be the the leading candidate for that that sub four hundred and fifty k midfield mid pricer. And that was about it for Melbourne. No one else really jumped out as a relevant supercoach selection. Um, no. Adam Tomlinson scored one hundred and twenty. Don't think he'll do that regularly as a midfielder. Michael, you know, Hibbard scored eighty, but you know, no, no. Um, I think that was. I thought he'd retired. To be honest with you. Tom, Mitch, Tom McDonald scored 50. Again, no. Um, I think that was about not, it. Yeah, not sure. We'll see Toby Bedford uh, scored 43 from 32% game time, which is good, but just not sure we'll see him. And Aaron Vandenberg, uh, who's been talked about, had a bruised foot. So, mm. And, uh, yeah, Aaron Vandenberg and feet are not things you want to hear unless there's some sort of, oh, his foot's fine. It's not fine. It's bad. Everything's bad. All right, Patch, we've been going for 20 minutes and we've got seven more games, so let's oh, dear, let's do it. Port Adelaide Crows defeated the Western Bulldogs on, uh, I'm assuming this is Saturday, I don't have the days in front of me. Um, I'll talk about the Port Adelaide power and you can talk about the Western Bulldogs. Oh, Justin West's off. 108 Ooh. super coach points. Uh, oh. He is a forward eligible player, 430k. Yes? No, no, God no. I mean, if Lysette's out for the season, then yes, but Lysette won't be out for the season. Correct. Uh, Travis Boak didn't quite hit the mark where it used to, but most of the Port Adelaide players didn't, like in a super coach sense. Darcy Darcy Byrne-Jones, 94 super coach points, who I've liked as a little bit of a pod in defense, but I don't think he's cheap enough. Robbie Gray, who was my F1 for quite a period of time, 453k, pumped out a 93. He's going to average 90 this year, probably, as long as he's healthy. Uh, he'll be a top six forward, and I think he's one to consider in starting lineups. Um, and then you go down the list, and uh, Dan Houston got that sling tackle. Uh, I think it was Hayes that tackled him into the ground. Um, 40 super coach points from just 40% game time. Question mark will be over whether he's healthy or not for round one. If he is named round one, are you going to pick him? Potentially depends on structure, but he's certainly not ruled himself out of contention. Um, there's one bloke that uh, may have stolen his spot, though, who we'll get to in a minute. Fair enough. Uh, just want to note, Jared Leinart, who is one of my favourite players who doesn't get games, uh... 20% game time for 66 super coach points, oh, kicked no. two goals, had eight uh, disposals at 100%. I've picked him up with my last pick in every draft I've done this preseason. I love the kid, uh, but his price, 400k, too awkward. And you mentioned it before, Scott Lysette went down with an injury. And finally, the man who was in my team for quite a period of time, Brad Ebert, 47 points from 36% game time, only played uh, the second half, just don't think you can back him in. In terms of rookies, uh, Mitch Georgiadis scored 43 super coach points from seven disposals, kicked a goal. Don't know what his job security is like. think we're going to have to try and find uh, yet another rookie to replace him. And I think that's all the relevant uh, players for me. Agreed. Um, from the Bulldog side, for those stupidly still looking for an alternate ruckman, Tim English scored 123, but admittedly it was against Westhoff. Um, the Bont scored 102, Dunkley scored 103, McRae scored 76, but you know at this stage they're ticking the legs over. Nothing really to worry about there. Caleb Daniel, 66, and the worrying thing was there were five players sharing kickouts for the Doggies, and Caleb Daniel didn't get a whole bunch of them. Um, not ideal. Um, 
It's he's, actually he's, removed him from my team. He's sort of in and out of my team, but I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I try not to put too much, uh, too much, um, of, of my side just through, only through preseason games. But perhaps there are better options such as Rory Laird. Um, I just, yeah, I just think at his slightly elevated price of, uh, whatever it is, five thirty-seven k. There's enough question marks for me to go. No, you know what? I'll save thirty k and go uh, a James Sisley instead. I know what his role is. Yeah, and that's fair. And I, I wouldn't, uh, yeah, wouldn't besmirch anyone or begrudge anyone for that. Um, Pat Lipinski scored ninety seven for those who were interested in that sort of four hundred and fifty k um, forward option. Um, I'm not, but for those that are, that would have ticked pretty much every box, and that's all the relevance from the doggies this year. Unless I've missed anyone, they've all got the same name, so it's hard to know. There's like 87 Baileys in this team. Bailey Dale, Bailey Smith, Bailey Williams. Get, get out of here. Bailey Bontempelli, Bailey Dunkley. <laughs> Bailey English. Uh, they're all the same player. Like Bailey Bailey. Bailey English is just a bit, slightly bigger version than Bailey Bontempelli, who in turn is a slightly bigger version of like Bailey Williams. Well, Bailey it's English the... is just a uh, Luke Delhouse clone gone wrong. Yeah, well, I mean, they're all Luke Dalhouse clones. That's what the Western Bulldog side is. It's just that it's it's now bled over into just corrupting the name as well as the DNA makeup of the player. <laughs> We've got some odd running jokes. <laughs> all right, Eagles v Dockers. The thriller, the thriller in med Jundalup, Jundalup. Frio Dockers run away with this one, winning fifty-five to fifty-four. Um, but I'll talk about West Coast because uh, they're the on the left, and that's what we've been doing. All right, sure. Yep. Go for it. Elliot Yo, 129 supercoach points. You love him. He's in your team if you're, if you're the guy who's backed him. Quite a few people have. Um, went pretty shit by foot. Still scored 129 supercoach points from 33 disposals. Um, Lean Duggan popped up for a 118. He's very cheap if you're into a 353k midfielder. Andrew Gaff, another 133. He's a pod this year. Quite a few people uh, in the community are on, which is a, I think is a solid selection. Tim Kelly tunned up 108 again. He's not pumped out the uh, huge uh, scores that we want him to. Is he someone you're still considering, Patch? Oh, I'm very happy that he's not pumped out those big scores because then everyone would be on him. But if no one's on him, then he's, he's done exactly what I wanted in that he's shown that he's able to still score those tons. He's ready to tick it all over, has the role I wanted to see, but he's waiting until round one before bursting it open. Mm, I suspect one player will replace him in my side, but he's in there currently. Shannon Hearn uh, did Shannon Hearn thing, scored 93 at 560k. I think he's slightly too expensive, but you know what? He's going to give you 90s to 100s. Um, and then you go down the list, there was quite a few high-scoring players. Uh, Luke Shuey was injured throughout the game. He had a knock late, um, I think it was to his leg. I can't quite remember. Uh, Nick Natanui, he just does it. He pumps out 100 from like a half a footy. If if he'd be the perfect non-gone player, if they hadn't come out and said, no, we're going to manage his games throughout the year, because that means you can't select him. Jared Brander, 133. 76 super coach points from 17 disposals. Um, can we pick this man? Will he play? He played on a wing. I think there's a role there for him. Can we just lock him in, please? Yes. I think there were some interesting comments during the week that was him talking about, um, or end of last week, him talking about the wing role that he has being more of like just a key position player running up the ground. But to be honest with you, 
yeah, it, it won't be a traditional wing position racking up 20, 30 touches. It'll be him getting maybe 15 on a good day and a few contested marks. But as we've mentioned a few times, we've got no rookies. If he's scoring between 50 and 76, we'll take it, especially with that DPP swing. So the reason the Keenead listeners, or literally anyone who's listened to one of these podcasts before, will notice that Damo's not with us tonight. Um, and that's because Damo is currently um, sitting with a photo of Andrew Brayshaw. Just, I mean, he's just sort of staring longingly into those admittedly quite attractive eyes. But um, I sort of walked in there earlier, um, you know, stuck my head into Western Australia and said, Oi, oi, Damo, you coming to record? And he kind of sort of, he didn't, his eyes didn't leave the page. And I saw the computer screen in front of him had an empty Supercoach team with just Andrew Brayshaw at F1. And he looked like the happiest person in the world, and I wasn't going to burst that bubble. Um, Shout out to the official Supercoach AFL uh, Twitter handle, by the way. Frio Guru, Frio Guru, at Damo, called it a while ago. The hashtag Brayshaw Breakout is on. Brayshaw Breakout is in the mainstream, and Damo should be very happy, man. He's uh, Oh, he is. I can confirm he is. Um, Brayshaw scored 102... Um, playing an inside midfielder role, had 24 touches, you know, eight tackles, massive tick, nine contested possessions, tick, three free kicks, tick, you know, kicked more than he handled, tick, under Longmuir's new system, went at 66% disposal efficiency. Not a, not a tick, but I mean, sure, it's fine, whatever. 102 points. And he entered your team, didn't he? He did briefly. He's actually not still in there, but he did fleetingly enter my team. I understand that he's ticked all the boxes. I understand. I saw it. I saw it with my eyes that he was good. There's something in my heart that says don't select this Brayshaw. And it's not just my hatred for Damo, um, which, as we all know, is quite quite strong. Um, you know, we're work colleagues, but, uh, Love you, but I do hate the man. Um, mostly because he's brought Andrew Brayshaw into my life. Patch, oh, I just don't know. I don't think I've got a choice, you know? Like, there's no rookies, but I don't think he's a primo. Both of those things are correct, but it's just... We'll we'll talk a bit later about about the whole forward situation, and I think it's best to just sort of put it aside and pretend that we don't have to deal with it just for a little bit longer. A little bit longer. Michael Walters. I do love Damo with all my heart. Just, I don't actually hate him. It's a little bit for the... A little bit for the the podcast... (laughs) Michael Walters scored 91. Damo, again, called it a little while ago. He'll play more forward, kick two goals, two. Um, was kind of floating between mid and forwards. I'm not hugely interest, interested at his price. Nat Fife did Nat Fife things, scored 115. Um, Cam McCarthy played on a wing, scored 70. For some reason, people are picking him. Don't be like those people. Stephen Hill scored 32, got injured. Caleb Strong, 16. Won't play round one, I don't think. Um, Toe Watson, 42. Does he play? I uh, don't think so. Don't think so. Um, and then other players did some things that involved footballs, but none of them are overly relevant. Chera scored 71. Probably not enough to justify picking him in my book. Um, and that's Fremantle. <laughs> yes, it is. That's Fremantle, baby. <laughs> now to I Wagga. Don't, I don't to know Wagga. That's so funny. <laughs> It's because I'm an inherently funny man, like Dog. I thought you'd pick this up by now. 
Wagga uh, Wagga, the place so nice they named it Wagga Wagga. Western Sydney Giants, the Greater Western Sydney Giants, defeated Richmond 109 to 95 in a. That you do have to, because they've changed the pronunciation, the spelling of it to all caps, you have to say Greater Western oh, Sydney yes. Giants! Sorry. Yes, the Greater Western Sydney Giants! Defeated the Richmond Giants! Giants, 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 Giants! It's a big, big sound from the Wagga of town. Alright. Alright. Well, a man Gnig- who. Gnigliog. Yeah, Gnigliog. let's talk just, about him. Just go. Look, he's been in and out of my team a lot. He's been in more than he's been out. And I, I pulled him out when uh, old long, old, uh, old whoever the bloody coach is of that, <laughs> that, that orange <laughs> team um, said uh, they were going to play him 50-50. Well, guess what? I watched him, and it wasn't 50-50. He did play some forward, but it, it was not 50-50. He pumped mm. out, uh, what did he have, 32 touches, 11 marks, Two goals, one. He can just go forward, do the Paddy Cripps, but probably better at kicking goals. Um, I All of a sudden, I think my early projection of him being like the top 12 midfielders is, I, th- I think it's in the realm. I mean, by, I've still got question marks. Does he, does when Taranto come back, does that mean he does that 50-50 split? Has he overcome the good old scoring 70 points in the first quarter and then 20 points in the final three quarters, which he did so many times last year before I traded him out, and then he scored 200 after I traded him out? I've been burned by this man, and I don't want to go back. Uh, it, look, we it don't... Hurts, here's here's the hurts. beauty. Here's the beauty of the Tirano thing. We don't have to worry about it for a few months. So, like, whatever. <laughs> like, make the Hashtag call now, worry about planning. it later. Yeah. Um... I mean, All I right, can't. Let's not let's, dwell on it because we're already at forty minutes, so we gotta we gotta go. Oh, it's, it's a long one, and people. Know it's a long, long one because it is the last. It's the end of the preseason. It was always yeah. going to be a long one. Let's not beat around the bush. We're not sticking to forty minutes tonight. The next Boys one's probably girls. team reveals, isn't it, or something similar? I don't remember what we normally do in the last week. <laughs> we don't. We don't plan podcasts ahead of time. Why would we plan like the next week's podcast ahead of time? Get your head now, back in the game. Talk about Josh Kelly. I just want to talk about us for a second. My favourite topic. How long have we been doing this podcast? Too long. Three Too years? Long, four years? Three. I don't know how long it's been. Three or four. Whatever it is. The only podcasts we've planned ahead for. The first one we did, which was shit. And two that the, Damo you- planned for us. <laughs> The first one we did, you mean the one I put laugh tracks in for? <laughs> <laughs> Josh Kelly, it. talk about talk about Josh Kelly. Let's not dwell on that terrible time. <laughs> um, oh, he turned up. He'll probably do that quite a bit this year. I'm still not willing to uh, select him. He did have uh, 34 touches and seven marks. Um, appears to be healthy. Played in the All Star game. Um, look, he's good. He's really, really good. I'm not willing to take the risk on it. Fair enough. Um, What does he need to average to maintain his 600 and... uh, You're asking me a maths question and I'm decidedly not a maths person. Well, 100's not enough. He needs to score 120. He needs to average 120 to be worth picking. I would have thought with a full preseason, he'd be bursting out of the gates and scoring 130 each week. First full preseason in, I don't know, since the Dinosaurs... Yeah, Maybe. I believe he's never actually been to a preseason. Um, yeah, probably got lost. Maybe it's overwhelmed him. Um, <laughs> still in my still in my side at this stage. 
Toby Green scored 127 mm. super coach points. He had uh, the 21 touches, 10 marks, kicked five straight, which he's not going to do every game. I he was in my initial team um, for no. a reason, and then no. Tarant. Yeah, it, it it's a no, don't, isn't it? No, don't it. Let's not even go there. We're all yeah, all right. Move on. Sam Jacobs, 111 points again. Uh, no, a lot of people have him at R2. Stop a lot it, of people. People, stop it. Don't do oh. the thing. Get rid don't, of him. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Hate Lockie it Whitfield scored 110 points. I have been uh, not keen on selecting him in my starting lineup at 600k. I got asked in an article for the Herald Sun over the week uh, during the week to name my top 10 midfielders, top 10 scoring midfielders this year, and I was the only person in that panel that actually had Lockie Whitfield in my 10. He was 10th, and I think he can do it. And that was before this game. Um, he has actually made his way into my forward line, and I think he's overpriced, but he's he's made his way in there, um, which he's, I don't love. He's overpriced, but you get what he pay for, which is points, and, and I and, I like points. Oh, points I love good. points, mate. Another um, player that people are talking about, Isaac Cumming, two hundred forty-five k, scored one hundred and eleven points. It's him and Johnny Noble at F uh, or D D three and four. Is he someone we neck, can consider? Neck and neck. Um, I don't know. The Giants are kind of. Like they, they primed him for this last year and then kind of forgot to put his name on the team sheet because they're still running around with Heath Shaw. Um, the thing that sort of worries me about that is there's no Zach Williams in that preseason side. And while he'll miss the first couple of rounds of the year, if Isaac Cumming plays, I don't know, three weeks and is then dropped for Zach Williams, we've had no price increase. We've kind of got to pray that a rookie's come along that we can downgrade to. I, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't hate it as a selection if you... Gets a clear run at it. He'll be good at football. He's a talented kid. I don't I think doubt. we'll need. Yeah, I don't think we'll need to pick him. I think we've got an Essendon player that can fill that role in our teams. Um, yeah. Tom Green pumped out the uh, seventy-two super coach points. He played three quarters of the game, or, or we played close to a full game. Um, I hope he gets named in round one. I don't think he's going to be a super super cash generator for us, but he might be a warm body playing at 166k. And then the only other rookie, Lachlan Ash, 193k, didn't deliver exactly what we want. Just the uh, 16 touches, 62 super coach points. I question whether he's going to be there round one, but if he is, um, he might be one that we just have to lock in and hope for the best. Yeah, I mean he's a few a few pegs back for mine, but if. He... I don't know. There are a few now that we can, you know, sort of break glass in case of emergency and select. Lucky Ash is, is one of them. The higher price is kind of putting me off at 190-odd K. Not hugely keen, but we again, as you said, we might not have a choice. Over to uh, the Tigers, to Tigerland. Tommy Lynch, 111. Mm. People who wanted to pick him will pick him based on that. People who didn't want to pick him based on that won't pick him. If you <laughs> were on the fence, don't pick him suddenly because of this. Good selection, good draft selection, says the person that drafted him. Probably not for the real deal. Um, I think we need to stop saying good draft selection because pretty much every player is a good draft selection. Like, Well, when the, when the draft is deep enough, when you're having 310 picks in the draft, every player has to get drafted. <laughs> yeah. um, but yes, I should stop saying that. Dustin Martin scored 98, did what you kind of wanted from a gun in the preseason, sort of rolled the legs over. Marlon Pickett, 61. Again, we said it last week, don't panic that he's not scoring 180 each week. He's not going to do that. He'll play. He'll score 60 or 70. He'll make money. Lovely. 
Um, anyone looking at Soldo, again, stop looking at Ruckman that aren't Max Gorn, but also don't pick him because if you're going to not do it, there are better options. Coleman Jones scored 51. He's 195k in the Ruck, the forward line. He's not someone you'd be picking anyway. Um, and that's about it for, for, for Richmond. They're all turning into just kind of clones of the forwards. Yeah, it's one of those... They're, uh, they're doing that you, The best thing. teams are never the ones with players you want to select. Um, Jaden Short, just 73 super coach points, will have turned a few people off. I know he was reasonably popular in the comments on the website. Uh, shall we go to the next game? Yes, let's... Collingwood St Kilda, it's the game I covered. I did this oh, one. Patch, you can tell us all about it. I can tell you all about it. Jeremy Howe, Jeremy Howe things. He was Jeremy he... Howe, bloody good at that super coach scoring, was he? <laughs> yep, yep. He, he did that intercept marking that he's very well known for. Will do it again this year. He's very underpriced. I was surprised looking at him that he's only sort of 430k. Um, will average sort of 90, 90-ish. He's underpriced. Will fill that role he's done for a couple of seasons where he's like that maybe 10th or 12th highest ranked defender. Yeah, I I mean, sure, if you want to pick him, then go for it. I'm not jumping at it, but he's perfectly fine. (laughs) I think there's a better Collingwood defender. Yeah, Jack Crisp. um, Yeah, scored 114. uh, Looked quite good. Took some kickouts, did some running. 480k um, wasn't great wasn't crash hot last year which means he's a bit cheaper than you'd expect for someone that scored sort of 210-ish scores are you as someone who had him last year is there any interest or should people just stay away in the words of Michael from the office uh, there's no question about it I'm ready to get hurt again I he was, as rightly pointed out, by the way, by our Supercoach Wizard, uh, at Supercoach W on Twitter, um, he averaged 96 in 2018, was 6 overall in defenders. I had him that year. That's why I selected him last year, where he was 16th in defenders with an average of 89. He scored 118 and 114. He's 480k. And I, I, I think that extra... 20-ish K that I could get from going Sicily down to him uh, might be useful to me. And mm. I think I'm I think I'm ready to commit again. And you know who he reminded me of? Caleb Daniel. Yes! Caleb Daniel, almost as much as someone else in the Collingwood side, reminds Paige Cardona, good friend of the show, always welcome to come on whenever she wants. Uh, John Noble scored 73 I was surprised that wasn't more because he looked like he was in it a lot more than he was. Sort of almost a general across halfback, if it's as far to say, occupied Langdon's role, and God knows when, if ever, Langdon will be back in that side. 215k, is he in your backline, Black Dog? He's currently in my backline. Yep, I think that's a good spot for him to be. I think people should look at selecting him if they've got a little bit more cash, and especially if we don't get the rookies to come up. Uh, Brody Grundy scored 64. Oh, we should get another R1. It should be English Zach Smith should be your R1, R2 this year. You heard it here first, folks. Everyone go 
get bad Ruckman and have bad times and I'll sit there with Brody Grundy and he'll be back scoring 130s in no time. Yeah, no, he's going to be absolutely bloody fine. Yeah, Darcy Moore scored 87. I don't mind that, but no. Um, um, Taylor Adams got hurt. I don't know who that's good for in this. It's bad for me but because I got him in uh, pretty early. In, well, not early, but I got him at the appropriate time in draft, in our draft, that went for six weeks. Um I don't know who that's beneficial to. I don't know if it's Pendles. I don't know I if it was, it's... I think it was a really low... Gra- I think it was basically a precaution. He, he's like, oh, I'm aware that this muscle exists. And the Pi staff were like, right, cotton wool just around you. All right, don't if that's move. the case, forget I said anything. He's a jet. Um, no, idea. Tyler Brown looked good as a as a 123k midfielder. Um, don't know if he plays, though, with Trelaw. Well, when Trelaw gets back. But looked good. Um St. Let's Kilda. talk about St. Kilda. Mm, who's, who, who, who stood out to you, Lake Dog? Look, I don't love a lot of the St. Kilda options we have. Um, first of all, maybe I was wrong. Paddy Ryder seemed to take Rowan Marshall's points. Um, mm. yeah, having I said got, that... I got laughed at and ridiculed for saying that last week when he still well, scored. I think Rowan Marshall's better, and he should be the he number one be. ruckman. I completely agree. He should be. But Paddy Ryder started at, at least three of the first bounces of the quarters that I saw, um, except for the start of the quarter in which I fell asleep because, my God, did this game turn into just awful, boring tripe halfway through. Um, but, yeah, Marshall, off the list. Yeah, it has to be. Unfortunately, I really like him. I think it's... I understand why they're doing it, but I think just let him at it. Um, Bradley Hill tunned up. No one's picking him at 450k in the midfield. Luke Dunstan tunned up. 500k. Sneaky good end to the year last year. Uh, well, not sneaky. He was very good last year, um, but not worth considering. Jack Steele, 122 super coach points. Uh, Phantom was talking about him saying, if the defensive role is gone... At 515k, he could be the one that stands up and goes bang. Um, and he showed he can do it. 24 touches, still at 11 tackles. Um, has beast-esque qualities, does Jack Steele, but I'm not taking a risk Ooh, at 515k. That's a, that's a big call. That's a... Mm. Beast-esque, I said. Uh, I, I'm not he's taking... No James, he's no James Warple. Settle down, no. everyone. No, 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 he isn't. Um, there is a Brisbane player at the similar price that I think is a better option in Hugh McCulligage. Um, we'll get Billings isn't a Ford anymore. No one's talking about it. I think the important one that you want to talk about, Patch, is Ben Long, 283k forward. He's playing in defence. He's playing in a super coach friendly role. Pumped out an 85 this week. I don't remember what he scored last week, but it was also good. Um, seems to be doing what Hunter Clark, what we thought Hunter Clark would be doing. Yeah, the um, kind of the kind of sharing it. Hunter Clark scored the 56 and was he spent time in the middle. Um, they had Seb Ross pulled out early. I think they threw Clark in to see what he was going to do. He's not great in the middle, looked a bit lost, uh, which hurt his scoring. Won't do that in the real deal, but I still wouldn't pick him. Long, yeah, handled it a lot more than he kicked. Had seven kicks, 17 handles, not great for scoring, but still got to 85. Uh, looked composed, used his sort of run and pace and carry, and I don't hate it. I don't hate him as a selection, especially at that, that, that sub 300k price. But as again, as we'll get to, there are a lot awkward. of people giant, vying for that selection. And I'm not convinced he makes his way in. Dylan Robertson in that similar price point, but in the back line, a lot of people had him locked in. Only scored 60 
um, was very busy early on and then sort of disappeared from sort of possession and from from the uh, the callers' mouths at the 16 touches. Nine marks, which is good, but again, I don't know. I I still don't feel terrible about picking him, but... John I don't Noble's, love it. He hasn't been in my team yet. Uh, no, really. John, John Noble's probably overtaken him. And then Max King uh, just pumped out 29 super coach points because 29. he's a key forward and that's what he's going to do. Um, mm. Yep. If if we if are you still are you going to pick him? Probably. Yeah, I think I'm probably going to as well. I, I think he'll have game like he'll have one or two games where he scores sixty or seventy, and he'll just do a Noah Bolter on us. Some yes. somewhere through the year he'll click, and suddenly he'll breach two hundred and fifty, maybe three hundred k, and then drop again. But, I've still not ruled out Noah Bolter as a selection, by the way. <sighs> Can you ever rule out the greatest player to have ever played the game from selection? <laughs> we love Noah Bolter oh, here at the podcast. We do. Dougal Howard scored 100, but you wouldn't pick him at sort of 380k as a mid-forward. Um, no, thank you. No. Let's talk about another game I watched, which was good and then bad. Mm, um, what was the good bit of this game, and why was it Sam Doherty? <laughs> Oh, he was a very good part of this game. The Carlton Blues took on Brisbane Lions at Princess Park and got pummeled 111 to 66 after dominating the first quarter and a half. Um, God, oh God, oh, we're going to be struggling. To... Hey, we've got a lot of injuries already. Oh, we don't have the depth or the talent. To... Anyway, it doesn't matter. All right, let's talk about it. The Blues. Paddy Cripps, um, without being amazing, was very good. Scored 94 super coach points, had 30 touches. Um, you know, you know what he is. Uh, he's going to be worth a selection at six hundred and thirty k. I know some people. Damn beast. He is. He's a beast. A beast. beast. And like, he's just. He's ta- he takes the piss. Um, other players to mention. One of our favourites, Ed Kerno, who's always sneaky good, scored ninety eight super coach points. But Sam Doherty is the talking point. People panicked. They jumped off him last week. They said, he's no good. He's never going to get back to where he was. His knee's cooked. He's useless. Get him out of your team. Um, well, he scored 105 super coach points. He had 21 disposals at 85% uh, efficiency. And 10 marks was just literally steering the ball from defense. Uh, was actually defending one-on-one as well pretty well. Um, like, what do you... I said that the rust would go and that he'd hit targets. And there was a kick patch where he like I think he kicked it in received the ball again and then just pinpointed a running Paddy Dow in the middle of the field landed it on his chest Paddy Dow wasn't quick enough to get away from Mitch Robinson but like he is crisp uh but not not that that crisp not, not that crisp. he's, he's yeah. very crisp do you have um, any I mean, my, doubt my, selecting this man my concern's still long term if he's got the fitness to go the full year but that certainly proved that he's going to hit the ground running and as you as you said the rust is gone um and he's currently in my side so there's that that's as, as ringing an endorsement as i can give of him yeah uh, look it's a similar concern to the tom mitchell stuff except at a much lower price point so that concern isn't as concerning um, no, exactly. Um, I I don't think you can go wrong picking him because nearly everyone will have him anyway. So yeah, no, um, oh, he's a lock. Um, Sam Walsh, the most talented player on Carlton's list, scored 109 again. For those who've taken the punt, he's turned up twice in the preseason. I was a big in, I was a big endorser of this uh, before the Marsh series had started. I'm not doing it obviously, too risky. 
Um, but 109 super coach points. He's a, he's the most talented player at Carlton, for sure. Um, how about how about Eddie Betts? Oh. Uh, what was what was that feeling like watching him kick that first goal back in Navy? Uh, I was. I can't tell you what it was like because it, it was momentous and it was just right. It was right. And then he kicked another one out the back and I was just like, bang. And then he got a little too clever trying to palm off a couple of assists. And I was like, no, Eddie, just kick the, just kick it. Just kick it. You've, you've he, become one of those old men at the back. Oh, just kick it. Stop it. Just kick, kick it. it long. Kick it yourself. Um, um, Jack, it was Jack Martin, awesome any interest? See. No. Uh, once again, I think the, I think his role is, Firmly, well, for the, for the, he was all over the ground, but primarily he's going to be a forward option because we don't have any still. Um, so no, no, yeah. no for me. Nick Newman, I think Sam Doherty. I thought Nick Newman would be a man to push up more onto a wing potentially this year, but uh, yeah, Sam Doherty's the man. He was demanding the ball, so Nick Newman's a no from me. And is there anyone Nick, else Nick, of relevance? Nick, Nick Noman. <laughs> oh, no. A grade gaff here on the Jock Reynolds Supercoach podcast. Nick P- Poo Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're running so over time, we need to stop everything. Well, yeah. Um, and the only other person to watch, <laughs> Cam Paulson scored five. Uh, but Tom <laughs> DeConnick. <laughs> Tom DeConnick. Cam Paulson ever scored more than 12. In career average of like 32, so mm, barely. Uh, Tom DeConnick played. Uh, you know, less than a half a footy and scored 42 points. He may be a forward ruck swing. I'm pretty sure he's still got forward ruck swing, but he's a forward for sure. Um, might be an option. Well, maybe. Maybe. But probably not. Well, we'll see. He'll, we'll see. I, I suspect he'll be named round one. Um, on the Brisbane side, Hugh McCluggage scored 117 and he's the talking point out of the Lions um, because he's very good at football and is following the James Warple path that James Warple would have been taking if Hugh McLeod hadn't just quietly dumped him behind a bush somewhere on the way through that path. He had 22 touches, kicked a goal, 10 contested possessions, did everything you wanted to see if you're taking a punt. Yes, excellent. Go for it. You do Yes, you. excellent. Lockie Neal scored one more point than him, 118. You know what you're going to get with Lockie Neal. He's not going to drop off. Zorko scored 134. Don't go there. Charlie Cameron will not score 150 every week. Isn't really an option. Grant Birchall, 67, injured his finger for a little while. 67 is probably not enough to consider playing him. Danny Rich, um, you entered some sort of Foskian pact with him uh, to keep yeah. him under the radar. Scored 46. It was Eddie's day, so he he knew that. He knew yeah. that. Just, just had to have a chat. Gentleman's agreement. Um, and that's kind of kind of it. Devin Robertson, um, not sure he plays round one, but scored a 62. If he does, absolutely select him at 117k. Um, Starkovich, 61. Again, if he's picked, then we pick him. Um, and that's about it from the Lions. Yep. Just want to shout out my boy, Zach Bailey, again. Yep, yep. Another Bailey. It's just, they're everywhere. Where they're they, everywhere, they? man. They're everywhere. Um... North yes. Melbourne defeated Sydney Swans 90 to 79 on Monday afternoon. Monday I think afternoon, it... a game that literally no one will have watched. <laughs> I forgot it was on. I think everyone did because why would you put a game on a Monday afternoon in Sydney? Why is that a thing that you would do? 
So we can just speculate over what other people have written, and uh, and we will do that. Sean Higgins, your man, 119 Supercoach points. Best on for North Melbourne. Are you still selecting him? Locked away in that imaginary <laughs> side you all have in your head of what I'm picking. Todd Goldstein showed us why he's going to be the number three Ruckman again this year. Scored 100 Supercoach points. Um, not cheap enough to warrant selection. Uh, Jed Anderson's had a very good preseason as well, 119 super coach points. Not one that anyone is going to be selecting. Ev- Curtis everyone Taylor. At, everyone at North Melbourne has a good preseason. That's what they do. Yeah. Remember Sean Attlee, the preseason king? Yeah, is he still on a back. list? Oh, he is. Yeah, he 70. Is. Uh, Curtis Taylor, yes. yes. Yeah. Is this a rookie I see before me? I think you do. 124K. A, a, suc- a rookie? A succulent? A, suc- a succulent, a succulent rookie? rookie. He's not Chinese, and if he is, that's racist, probably. <laughs> Please edit that out, which I know you won't do. Uh, 95 supercoach points, 21 disposals, two goals. They like The news came out reasonably late in the week that they were going to give him a crack. Um, he had a crack, I, right? Did I, did I read that he was like a really good in the VFL, like second in the goal kicking or something last year? I don't know what you read. I don't keep tabs on the things you read well i'll google that while we talk about anyone else in this team and i'll, I'll let you know um, um, aiden bonner scored 14 if i can jump in and give you some space to google curtis taylor uh <laughs> don't pick aiden bonner just don't he didn't play he didn't a game time the game time he did have wasn't used overly well so don't don't go there are they floated that tahini might play round one didn't get to see him um and uh, Cherry, Cherry, Zeri, still don't know. Xeri, 37 from 68. I think it's Xeri. I think it's Xeri. That's how Xeri clever of you. By the way, I found the tweet it, at TD Death Adder, at TD Death Adder, at T at Death Adder. That's it. Curtis Taylor uh, kicked the second most goals of any North Melbourne player in the VFL last year. Rated elite for goals and forward 50 marks. So there you go. He's a solid little player. Um, yeah, x is not... Well, he might be a bench option, but because uh, North Melbourne do have the best Sunday games for Ruck uh, emergencies, and Adam Bonner, um, you spud, you're out of my team. Yeah. To be um, honest, he was only in my team. team. Remember when Jordan Dawson minute. was a thing? <sighs> yeah, I wrote an article about him breaking out this year. Um, mm, I also, in that article, I did talk about Hugh McCluggage, so that's good. You win some, um, you lose some. Dawson Kellen Mills like ruined it for him. Yeah, as we kind of expected. We sort of said, oh, he played really well, but Kellen Mills wasn't in the side. Jake Lloyd wasn't in the side. And then Lloyd scored 98, Mills scored 105, and Dawson scored 50. Yeah, but you've glazed, you've glazed over, glassed over. A 156-point production from old man JPK, who, well, I'll let you in a little second, you said wouldn't average again. 100 this year. <laughs> I I mean, look, I, it was just the age thing. It was sort of like, he's getting old, they're trying to prepare for life after him. But, oh no, no, JPK is not going quietly into the sunset. Will I pick him? God, no. Oh, God, no. Um, he's still very good. He's still excellent. He's, as as we'd say, he's good at football. Sam Nay Smith probably locked 
himself into people's teams. Uh, who else played? Who else Nate, played? Han, whoa, whoa, whoa. Locked himself <laughs> into teams with 60, 69 points. Yeah, yeah he, he was like, he knew it would be a funny number to finish on. So he just, he stopped. If they don't... <laughs> yeah, okay, try, try and make this joke funny. He, if he, uh, if they don't name Kellum Sinclair in round one, Naismith is still a valid option. Sinclair why, why took 11 of his hit outs. Why would they not name Kellum Sinclair in round Sinclair, one? Sinclair sucks, man. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Moving along. There were no... Dylan no, Stevens. Dylan Stevens didn't score incredibly well, scored the 49. Does he play round one? Who knows? If he plays round one, do we pick him? Who knows? I probably won't. He's more expensive. Um, I don't have the answers here. Isaac Heaney scored 44. Do you pick him? Who knows? Um, probably not. Um, yeah, that, uh, it's a worry. He's been my F1 for most of the preseason. I and don't understand why they don't have any forwards. Isaac Heaney's because going Because he's still forward. good when he's a forward. It doesn't matter. His but total points are always good. Three games where he scores 30 in a row and everyone will jump off and then he'll drop 100k and then everyone will pick him up and it'll like, ah, ah, why do we keep starting him when he's playing They played forward? a couple other rookies that were shit too. Yeah, they're not going to play, so it's not worth talking about. Considering we're over an hour into this podcast now, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, if you're yeah, still yeah. with us, keep it going. We love you Forty-eight so much. hour podcast. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's a lock-in. We should just do a radio station that never ends. Um, moving right along Essendon. to the final game of the round. Final game Essendon of the round. Bombers defeat Geelong Cats sixty-five to sixty-one. That's my radio voice. Please make it stop. You watched this game closer I than I did. I just listened to it, but I can say this. Patrick Dangerfield is locked into my Supercoach team, um, and he's like the oldest midfielder I have. Everyone else is young, but you just got to select him. Uh, yep, yeah, Dangerfield had like 30-something, a lot of touches, more than 30 touches, 16 contested possessions, scored 116, but was kind of ticking the legs over. Gun, pick him. Very good. Um, Not many other people in Geelong were good. Well, one was. Zach Tui was good. Yes. One other one was, which ah, really changes a lot of the narrative I've been pushing. Jack Stephen scored 97 supercoach points from 26 disposals, 6 marks, 2 tackles, 65% game time. Mm, Sort of ran out of gas the end of the game but the times he was in it his teammates were looking to get him involved he was running around had his name called out a lot was quite good what do you do between him and Andrew Brayshaw he's cheaper than Brayshaw um, well do we just want to get to the mid-price forward thing now oh, well let's quickly run through the other we'll scores quickly run this through game. it because there are a few on the other side of the ledger that are also worth talking about um, Narkel didn't do much. Um, Zach Guthrie, if he's named, is 190k in the back line. Sort of the, the break glass in case of emergency. If there's no other rookies named, we might go to him. Um, Tom Stewart was back and scored 88. He'll do what he did last year. I wouldn't start him. Um, and then on the other side of the ledger, Hurley scored well. Ridley scored well. Don't start them. Devin Smith, 117. At a, I told at his... y'all not to worry. Told y'all not to worry. We did tell you. We told you. Um, 
Darcy Parrish scored 90, but that came off three goals in the third quarter. Zerk Thatcher, 184k Boom. in the back line, scored 104. Boom. Remember when people were worrying about him? Like, oh, will he play? Yeah, he's, he's going to play as a key defender. Will he score 104 every week? No. Yes. No. Well, no. No, he might average 70, but I don't care. He will play until Paddy Ambrose returns, which will be about the time that we want to cull him anyway. Pick Zerk Thatcher. Um, the winner of last year, Patch, mm-hmm. is starting Darcy Parrish. He's very bullish on him. He has been all preseason. Um, what, what, what role is he playing? I thought he was more forward than he was mid. Um, now he, he's playing a high half forward role. Does get in and under. Does you know do good stuff. I'm, but I think that Devin Smith will do the same stuff that he does, just at 120k less. Hmm. Like I, I don't see any benefit to picking Parish over any of the other million mid-price options in the forward line. Um, I just and Andrew McGrath scored well. Zach Merritt scored well. You're probably not going to start either of them. McGrath might be in contention with Viney if you're doing that weird mid-pricer in the midfield. Um, Ridley backed up his 95 from last week. 117 super coach points. I mean, 100 and. Um... Yeah, 17 super coach points. Yeah, McKenna uh, needs still needs to come back into that side. Played really well. Yes. Uh, Good yeah, call. I don't know. I don't know. Good call. McKenna maybe. ruins him. Uh, maybe. Tom Cutler looked really good for you know the 40% of the game. He was on. He played on a wing, scored 43. Does he play? Uh, maybe, probably. Do we pick him? Probably not. Um, Townsend scored 71, but needed three goals to get to 71. Uh, no. Even at 222k. I'd only pick him if we've got literally no other rookies to pick and have to go up to him. All right. We've been going for seven years. Let's do it. Let's okay. talk about the forwards. All right. So I've got a list here. Um, yep. And I, I'm just going to... So these these are the mid-prices that have kind of toyed with all of our teams so far this year. So we have Darcy McPherson, John Segler, Brayshaw, Tom Lynch, Ben Long, Dev Smith, Jack Stephen, Petrarca, Wingard, um, Robbie Gray, Jack Martin, and I'm um, Darcy Parrish. Uh, I'm missing some, aren't I? I'm uh, missing like six. Hugh, Hugh Greenwood and Hugh Andrew Greenwood. Brayshaw. I'm not sure if you said all these. Jordan Dawson. Um, there's all the 200k guys. Tom Lynch, Jack, Robbie Gray I mean, to a lesser extent. Jade Gresham. Jack Martin. Yeah, um, I mentioned some of those names, but there are it's a long enough list that you lose track of who's on the list. Pick your top three of those mid-prices. Far out. Um, this is a homer pick, which I'm not confident in. Darcy McPherson, Devin Smith, and that third one is a goddamn nightmare. <laughs> uh, like, uh, I'll say Christian Petrarca, and I hate it. I don't say Christian Petrarca. Okay, I don't say Christian Petrarca. I, I don't know what you want me to say, man. I'm, Jonathan Segler. I, again, don't say John Segler. <laughs> don't say... I, uh, so the, mm, and it's, the problem is a lot of teams will show up that have four of these players in them and four is too many. Like, maybe two of them will come off. Maybe two of them come off. And the like the three, if you put a gun to my head and tell me pick three of them, I tell you to just pull the trigger. If you put it to <laughs> like 
my dog's head, then I'll pick Darcy McPherson, Dev Smith, and Brayshaw. And it pains me. So, so yeah, basically what, I, what I'm trying to demonstrate with this list is that we should only really pick, uh, we should pick as few of these as we can. Oh, a hundred percent. They're not all going to work. Um, you look at the. Let's say you're playing for rank, which I think most of the people who listen to this podcast do. Total score, total score is the thing that's it's the thing that matters. Um, in the total score, we're going to have Lockie Whitfield, Dustin Martin, Isaac Heaney, Michael Walters. There's already four of your your top eight to ten that you're worried about. Jeremy Cameron's going to be in there. Jack Darling's probably going to be in there. Jack Zeeble's going to be yeah, in there, I Jack, think. Jack, Jack Darling, the same Jack Darling that scored a 16 from a full game of football last year. Yeah, and he was the seventh-ranked forward last year. Um, <laughs> the forward line is hot garbage, Tom, isn't it? Tom Hawkins was the sixth-ranked supercoach player last year for total points. Um, so there's already eight I've mentioned. Ninth in that list of available... So this is of available forwards this year, by the way. Darcy McPherson, 10th. Christian Petrarca and Luke Delhouse, so I think they're the two um, most likely to push into that because a slight increase for Petrarca, and if McPherson keeps up his form, they push into that top 10, um, and they're valid selections. Then you throw in Devin Smith, who last time he played was, you know, a, whatever he was, six, a, a top six forward, and Jack Stephen, if he's healthy... Um, you assume he can become sort of a top 12. There's not a lot of room to work with. I think Petrarca McPherson, on a total points basis, and Devin Smith, are the three to we should put our attention to. Um, Jordan Dawson last year of available forwards this year, awkward way to say it, but um, was 18th overall uh, in scoring for total score. So like I don't think he's in the conversation and his role wasn't there. Gresham was 30th. Robbie Gray was 32nd. He's another guy who I think can push up because he had a lot of injury issues last year. What I'm saying to you, Patchy, is of those midfielders, the two that are the obvious choices to me, which I don't like saying one of them, is McPherson and Petrarca. And Smith is the third that everyone should have in their team. So if it backfires... Shoot me. But they're the ones that have shown that they... Because people just look at average. In total points, they're the ones that performed last year. That's a long way. Sorry, I talked a lot then because I'm trying to get my thoughts out. It's a confusing topic and the more you can avoid it, the better. The, again, the problem is we, we don't have the choice but to deal with a lot of them. But I think if you try and overcomplicate it and try and make it confusing, it will come back to hurt you. So I think, yeah, as... Yeah, as you said, McPherson, Smith are the two you lock in. Petrarca, I, I, yeah, now that you painted him black and white, I guess he probably does boost up a little bit. And I mean, then... you're banking, you're banking on like Andrew Brayshaw to jump his average up from seventy to ninety plus to be in that conversation. You're banking on Jack Stephen to be healthy to be in that conversation. And and these players, perhaps Brayshaw could be used as a cash cow, but most of them you're going to you're still going to look to have at the end of the year, especially if you've got mid price in your backline as well. You just want to focus on keepers and keepers that will score the most points across the whole year. 
um, jump if yeah if you're just listening over over Apple Podcasts or over Spotify or over anything head to jockreynolds.com.au the comment section for this particular podcast will just be people arguing over which mid-price fall to pick get on there and throw your voice in because it's a conversation that needs to be had oh boy that's oh it's just such a mess such a mess well we've got a week to work it out we do um we do and very very briefly because we've been going for seven years seven years a long long time um there's also been a bit of discussion about if the rookies don't present themselves and we have to pick these you know nobles zerk thatchers now these more expensive rookies where where does that extra cash come from and you've you've sort of suggested moving gorn down to naismith while not ideal points wise could be a go is there the argument that you could go from someone like crips or dangerfield down to a a Ganigliog or even like a jack viney or andrew mcgrath and then take the 200 or 300k from that and use it to bump up your rookies sort of across the board? Yeah, look, I'm six deep in the midfield. It's becoming pretty evident with the lack of uh, rookie options that that's going to need to drop to five. I wouldn't... Uh, Gnigliog is probably the cheapest M5 I would consider. That's fair. That, that, yeah, I, I think those those other guys aren't going to be keepers. you don't necessarily want mid-price in your midfield that you have to upgrade as much as it might be nice to have that sort of cash reserve there and as much as I kind of like Barney as a selection it's just awkward and iffy and doesn't quite fit when you've got mid-prices on other lines because if you've got a fire in your forward line which you will because the forward line is just a it's a fire that's all it is it was once garbage and now it's just burning if you're trying to put that out you can't be diverted by your backline and your midfield as well but you shouldn't be agreed yeah just keep it as simple as possible in these dark confusing and terrifying times that'll do us community that will do that if you're still here bless your cotton socks just bless you love you with all our hearts we will there will still be oodles of content over the next week we will have team reveals coming up team reveal week um which is the most exciting time of the year and then we have the big old podcast next week where we sit down and just scream viscerally into the microphones for 40 minutes and then it's round one all of a sudden (laughs) can't wait help love Love you community. community Hatch! Well, that's not ideal. Hello! Oh, my internet's dropped out. That would be, uh, would be why Good that's God, happened. Good God, he's dead. Hmm. Why would my internet uh, I don't know if it's my internet or his. Why would it, why is that a thing it would do? I'm all alone. There's no one here beside me. But you gotta have friends. Look at me, Dad. I'm recording.